Good morning, everyone. It's great to see everyone in the house of the Lord. It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. If you're willing and able, let's stand together and just worship God. We have a great day scheduled, an exciting day scheduled. And by the way, Drew, I have no idea what the order of service is, so you might help me out, okay? Um, just say, Steve, it's time to preach. Get up here, whatever you need to do, okay? All right.
I would encourage you, if you have a Bible with you, to open it to Matthew 3. If you didn't think to bring a Bible, there might be one in the chair in front of you in the rack. And we're going to be in Matthew. That's the first book of the New Testament, chapter 3. In that particular book, you would find that on page 957. Matthew chapter 3. And if you have a smartphone, you have the YouVersion Bible app, you can follow along on that. There's actually an event for that that has sermon notes in it also. And that can be really, really helpful. So you know that today we're having a baptism service, and this is the baptism tank here. Wow, that is full. We are going to have a good time today. Uh, and it's even warm. It's nice and warm. After the service, we're going to just go ahead and put the sealers on the monitor in the back, and Laurel and I are going to sit in a hot tub and watch, <laughs> watch that game. Yeah. yeah, That's great. No, I'm doing a wedding, actually, afterwards, so the hot tub will not be, hot tub will not be available. Yeah, so. Um, you know, I thought this morning we'd talk about baptism in really practical terms uh, and talk about what it means biblically, and everybody talks about that. Well, what does it mean personally then? Well, that would be a good thing to talk about. And what does it even mean functionally? What role does baptism play in my life? And, and I would say to you that this applies to you if you're being baptized. So Thatchick boys, this applies to, to Louie, it applies to Tuck, it applies to John, it applies to Vicky as well. Uh, this message does. It applies to you even if you've been baptized because it's a good thing to look back 
at your baptism and remember it from time to time. When my wife and I go to a wedding, and I really don't like going to weddings unless they pay me to be there. That's me. Later, you'll get that, okay? I, I know when my wife and I go to a wedding, and I'm sitting beside her, and I'm hearing all this mushy stuff, quite frequently, my arm just comes up around her. And because being there just reminds me of our wedding, you know, and it reminds me that I'm married to someone that I love, you know, and so it's a good thing. So watching a baptism, seeing someone be baptized, that's helpful to you as well. And even if you're considering baptism, you're like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll do that. Then this sermon's for you also. I think it, it can uh, speak to everyone. We're actually going to begin by just looking at a passage of scripture. It talks about Jesus' baptism. And then we're going to talk a lot about baptism in general. So if your Bibles are open to Matthew 3, look at verse 13. We'll read about half a dozen verses here. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. That would be the Jordan River. Verse 14. John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. A voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So as we think about baptism, I want us to think about it from a biblical perspective and discuss what is the meaning of baptism, biblically speaking. Probably the no-brainer in this is it has to do with cleansing, that baptism represents a a cleansing, and that cleansing is by water. Do you remember when you were a little kid in the summer and you were playing outside in the yard and in the dirt and everything else, and you got really dirty, and you remember coming in, and this was before We didn't even have a shower when I was a kid. We had a white bathtub. And I can remember getting out of that bathtub and getting dry and going downstairs and my mom going into there and saying, who left that ring in the bathtub? Who left that dirt in the bathtub? You know, and I know who did. It was the water. It wasn't me. It was the water because water cleanses. And when you think about baptism, that's what comes to your mind immediately, that baptism reminds us that We have been cleansed from our sin, from our guilt, from our shame. It's been washed away. Now, thinking people who are here are thinking, wait a minute, then why did Jesus get baptized? And that's a good rabbit trail to go down for just a minute, okay? Because he didn't have any sin. Jesus never sinned. So when he died on the cross, he could carry our sins. So why was Jesus baptized? And the reason, there are a number of reasons for that. But one reason was, Jesus says it in order to fill all righteousness, fulfill all righteousness. You see, in Jesus' day, they were still following something called the law of Moses. And the law of Moses said that the priest, Aaron and his sons, before they could do their priestly dinner, dinner, (laughs) that's funny, right? Before they could do their priestly duty, that's the word I'm looking for. It said, then bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. So that's one of the reasons Jesus was baptized. He's getting ready to do this ministry. But for you and me, for you and me, baptism has to do with washing, and it shows that when you ask Jesus to forgive you, talk, when you ask Jesus into your heart, he washed your sins away. Louis, when you said, Jesus, I'm sorry I've sinned, please forgive me, he washed you and made you clean. Likewise with you, John, I can't find you, but I know you're here, buddy. There you are, buddy. Yeah, he washed you and he made you clean. Yeah. At Kermansville Alliance, we happen to do the washing by immersion. You know, there are some people who sprinkle. I have a brother-in-law that when he baptizes someone in his church, he sprinkles them and he does it so cool. It makes me want to be a sprinkler. <laughs> he, he, he takes, he has a little thing of, of water there on the sand and he takes a rose And he dips a red rose or a white rose into that water and then he kind of shakes it over top of them. That is just cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm like, I kind of like that. Some people sprinkle. Some people pour. We immerse, except when that is impossible. Um, At Jesus' baptism, it seems that he was immersed in water because remember, we just read in verse 16, it says, 
as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And I'm not sure if I wasn't going to be immersed what I would have been doing standing in water up to my waist. Anyway, you know, why would I do that just to get sprinkled? You could bring the water up to me. I always think of an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. It's just a shame that a lot of people haven't seen that because you're too young. There was an episode where Granny was telling about a couple who they didn't make it in their marriage. Well, what happened? You know, what kind of scandal happened that they got a divorce? And Granny said, well, they didn't know it at the time, but he was a dunker and she was a sprinkler. You know, (laughs) that was the reason. That was the reason. And everyone nodded their head in understanding, dunking versus sprinkling. I guess the Beverly Hillbillies want you to believe that's ground for divorce in some circles. In the Alliance, we practice immersion or dunking for a couple reasons. One, it's really vivid. And, and so you know it's been done. You know, it's like, did you get me? I'm not sure I got sprinkled. You'll know you've been baptized when we're done with you, okay? Uh, another thing is it more likely concurs with what was happening in John the Baptist's ministry and even Philip with the Ethiopian as well in the Bible. But to me, the big reason that we do this is because uh, it's symbolic of some of the features beyond cleaning that baptism shows us, namely death and resurrection, You see, when you're baptized and you're immersed and you go under the water, it symbolizes that you have been dead and buried with Christ. And then when you come back up out of that water, it symbolizes you have been raised to live a new life. I'm going to talk about that in more detail in just a moment. But what I want you to get is that biblically, uh, baptism shows a cleansing. Additionally, baptism shows a change. If you want to, you can turn to Romans chapter 6. I'd be glad for you to do that. I'm going to read about eight verses there in just a minute. We use that word baptism figuratively. Like we say things like, well, my baptism into hunting involved a whole bunch of rabbits. And it did. I had my neighbor's 410 shotgun, and in 45 minutes, I had the limit. That was my first hunting ever. And it ruined me on hunting after that. Now I feel like every time I go in the woods, I should find whatever I'm looking for, right? My baptism in hunting involved a whole bunch of rabbits. Or we can say this, and I know this is true of an individual that I know. Her baptism into teaching was, worth, was with some of the worst school students you can imagine. And that kind of made that young woman wonder, am I even supposed to be a teacher, you know? But see how we're using the word there. Baptism, it means an entry into, going into something, leaving something else behind. Um, you might have heard someone say this, my baptism into driving in snow was a winter of 1993, you know, and that was a bad winter, at least uh, where I was, it was. And you say, yeah, that, that, that's a, uh, so you see that it involves this kind of change, generally a leaving something behind and an entering or beginning something new. You could say it kind of involves death and resurrection. In fact, listen to what the Bible says in Romans 6 about baptism. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now listen to verse four. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we've been united with him in death like this, we'll also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin may be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who's died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we'll also live with him. So when you hear those words, you realize that baptism symbolizes the fact that something dies. Your old self dies. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Something died and something comes to life. We too may live a new life. You see, biblically, baptism speaks of a number of things. It speaks of this idea of being cleansed and it speaks of this idea of being changed. That's what it means biblically. What does it mean personally? What does baptism mean personally to you? Well, there are a lot of good reasons to get baptized. When we talked, when your dad, Louie and Tuck and John, do you remember when Mr. Thatchuk was talking to us in the class about baptism, he said, here's some bad reasons to get baptized. 
because my brother is or because my sister did or because, you know, there's some wrong reasons to get baptized. But there's some really good reasons to be baptized as well. One is it shows people that you're committed to Christ. A number of you are here to witness a baptism. A number of you attend a different church and you've come today just to see this. I'm going to say to you, the people you came to see, they want you to see this because they want you to know they're followers of Jesus. A woman named Lori Smith, I imagine some of you know Dan and Lori Smith. Lori found out this past July that she had a cancer that was not going to go away. And she knew she was facing death. And I happened to be the pastor that got called to go in and speak to her in Clearfield Hospital. And as I spoke to her, I got the chance to speak to her of the hope she could have of life beyond the grave. She said, that's why I wanted you here. I want to make it right with God. And she prayed out loud right there in the hospital room. She said, Jesus, I know that I've sinned. And I'm sorry that I've sinned. I believe that you died on the cross for me to pay for my sin and to take away my guilt and my shame. Please forgive me. I turn from sin. I trust in you. Please forgive me. The next day, I got a call from her husband. He said, what did you do to my wife? (laughs) I said, nothing. Jesus did it. Because everything about Lori changed. When I went in to see Lori, she said these words to me. She said, I'd like to get baptized. And I'm looking at her. She has advanced cancer. There is no way we could put her in there. And I said, I'd be glad to baptize you. I'll do it at your home, okay? She said, okay. I said, but I have one rule. She said, what's that? I said, I want you to invite everybody that you want to see it. That room was packed, man. It was packed with people there. And as I baptized her, she was saying to them, I'm committed to Christ. It gave her hope. It gave them hope. You see, baptism is a public way of telling others that God has made a private change in your heart, in your life. The people being baptized today, John and Tuck and Louie and Vicki, they all want you to know as you watch that they knew their sins needed washed away and that Jesus did that with his blood. And they knew that they needed to be changed. Even the little ones knew. Something's not right in my heart. It needs to be changed. And when they asked Jesus to forgive them and they trusted him, he changed them. And they want you to see that that's occurred. Baptism is a public act of a deeply personal relationship with God. Second, personally, it shows God that you're committed to Christ. You know, we use ceremonies to do a lot of different things. A wedding ceremony is a place where we show commitment, and baptism is a place where we show commitment. At the wedding ceremony, the the bride and the groom both say words like these, I am yours and yours alone. I am yours and yours alone. You know, each of them says that. You can figure out which was which, okay? As a pastor, I'm usually standing right here when that happens, and you're sitting out there, and I can see their lips quiver when they say that. And I can see the tears welling up in their eyes and sometimes streaming down their cheeks. I can see what that public expression means to them and what it says to them and how it changes everything when they do that. There is something important about expressing a commitment when you make a commitment. And baptism gives them a vehicle, gives you a vehicle in which to do that. When you're baptized, John, when you're baptized, Tuck, when you're baptized, Louie, Vicky, you're saying to God, I love you and I am committed to you. There's a third personal reason we get baptized and it is this. It shows that you're committed to Christ. It shows you that you're committed to Christ. I'm going to stick with the marriage illustration for just a moment. Sometimes you hear people say, you know, marriage is nothing more than a piece of paper. I'm sure you've heard people say that. And whenever I say that or you say that or anyone says that, we're really showing that we don't understand what's happening at that moment in that time. There is something about that ceremony where you promise before God and man that kind of thing 
There is something about that ceremony that changes your outlook and changes even your heart. Baptism is that way too. There is something about this ceremony that changes your outlook and changes your heart. You probably won't hear heaven's bells when you're baptized, but you will hear your heart saying, yes, God, I am yours. I am yours. So we've talked about biblically what it means. We've talked about personally what it means. What does it mean functionally? What does baptism mean functionally? What role does it fill? Well, first off, baptism reminds us that we're clean. It reminds us that we've been washed by, by Christ's death. And it reminds us that we're washed in the blood, that, that we're not filthy, guilty people. If you are trusting in Christ to pay for your sin, to remove your guilt, and to remove your shame, then all of that is the dirt in the bottom of your spiritual bathtub, and you stand clean. And when Satan tempts you to despair and tells you of the guilt within, look up and see Christ there who made an end to all your sin. Because the sinless Savior died, your sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on Christ and pardon you. Baptism reminds us of that. Everyone here who's been baptized, you should right now be thinking, yeah, I am clean. Not because I was baptized, but because I was saved and Jesus changed my heart. Baptism reminds you of that. And even if you haven't been baptized, if you've been saved and you're watching these people be baptized, your response should be, yeah, I am clean and I am new. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. The Bible, when it's speaking about this newness, this change, it says that we are dead to sin. <laughs> and I want to kind of, I've worked and worked to find different ways to illustrate that. I have kind of a negative example that I'm going to use to illustrate this. Okay? A guy I know did a terrible thing. It doesn't matter what he did. All you need to know is he did something terrible. And I was talking with his family about him and about the incident. And, and one of the family members said this, he is dead to me. Have you ever heard anyone say that? Have you ever felt that? He is dead to me. Now, if someone is dead to me, that means I have no power, no investment, no responsibility, no influence, no sway in their life. And because they are dead to me, they have no power, no sway, no influence in my life either. It's kind of though an ugly thing. It's a very ugly thing when we say that person is dead to me. There is one person in this world that is dead to me. His name is Stephen Daniel Shields. He stands before you. He is dead to me in the sense of that old Stephen, that old Steve, who loved to do evil, who wanted to do wrong, who embraced it wholeheartedly, that guy's dead to me. And there's this new Steve that is alive to me. Actually, he's alive to God. And because of what happened when I met Christ, that old Steve is dead. And what stands before you is a different Steve, a new Steve. What shall we say then, the Bible says? Should we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? We are dead to sin. And we are alive to God. So God has power in your life. Louis, God has influence in your life because you're following Jesus. Tuck, God has sway in your life and, and directs you and helps you. John is gone to change his clothes. <laughs> John, God has that in your life as well. And you have responsibility to him because you're alive to him. And it's a joy to fulfill that responsibility. You see, baptism reminds us that we've died and we've been raised to life. That we're different now. 
We desire to follow Jesus. We want to do the things he would do. We desire to live well. We want to live the way he would have us to live. We desire to love deeply. And we want to love as he would love. So really, you're kind of one of three people today. You're either someone who's being baptized, or you're someone who has been baptized, or you're someone who might want to be baptized someday. In any case, I want you to see how rich and beautiful this ceremony is. I want you to see you're not just here to see a bunch of kids and Vicky get baptized. You're not just here to have a good time. Oh, that's cool. I love it when I went under the water. I thought Josh was going to hold Louie down for a long time. Right? Hey, Louie, look at me. We will not do that. Look, I joke about it, right, Tuck? I joke about it, but this is real serious and we would not do that, okay? If I ever catch you in a swimming pool, though? <laughs> All right, yeah. You're not just here for, for the party. You're actually here to see a visible representation of an invisible thing that has happened in the hearts of these people. And so uh, enjoy it, celebrate it, love it. So what we're going to do, here is how we'll proceed according to Drew's notes. We're gonna sing a song and then we're gonna do a baptism. We're gonna sing another song and do a baptism. We're gonna sing a third song and do a baptism and then a fourth song and do a baptism. We're gonna start with the youngest. So looking for John, he's gonna be here in a minute probably. There he is. Yeah, John, come on up here and have a seat, okay? That would be great. Yeah. You can, you can just have a seat with your family even, John. No, okay, come on up, bud. Come on up. Let's get in the water. Let's all stand together as we sing. Thanks. Come on up, Josh. stories of what they think you're like but I've heard tender whisper of love in the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone you're good good But I know we'll 
wish you could be privy to the conversations we've had up here. <laughs> They've been good, yeah. So John McCracken, are you here to be baptized? Yes. Yes, okay. You don't have to get near that. It'll pick you up if you speak clearly, okay? Good. So let me ask you a couple other questions, John. So did you ask Jesus into your heart and ask him to forgive your sins? Yes. When did that happen? When I was, when I was in my bedroom when God was speaking to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So you ask him, God, please forgive my sins. I believe Jesus died for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you want to follow him, right? Yes. Yeah. Great. Well, I can't wait to baptize you. This will be fun. You are the first person to be baptized in this new fishing pond. How cool is that? <laughs> That's great. Yep. So if you stand down here, is it over your head? Not even Not close. close. Not even close. Okay, so you're going to face that way. And remember what we talked about. You're going to hold your nose, and then you're going to hold my wrist with your other hand. Okay? And you're going to hold your breath. Got it? Okay, John, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to help you out. Maybe your mom or dad will come up here to help you, okay? Take your time. If he's ready. Will you? 
So something we hadn't thought of is um, we're doing uh, Tuck and then his brother Louie, and dad and mom are here, and so we're going to ask Bo Young. Bo, when Tuck's finished being baptized, would you just come up and take him back to change his clothes? Um, Can you be the surrogate dad for a minute there, if you'd help us out that way? And I do want to say this, too. um, When your feet are wet, those those wax tile floors in the bathroom, they are slippery. So, Vicki, you heard that, right? We're insured, but we don't want to use it. <laughs> okay, so just be aware of that. And, and the rest of you as well, you'll walk in on those wet footprints. There's wet footprints going back to center aisle right now. That looks pretty cool. Um, so just be careful as you're in there, okay? So this is my friend Tuck Thatchik, and Tuck is here. Tuck, where do you, why, let's step forward a little bit so you can be heard in the microphone, okay? So would you like to be baptized today? Yep. Yes? So tell me this, Tuck. When did you ask Jesus to forgive your sins and come into your life? At Mahaffey. At Mahaffey Camp? Yeah. Yeah? So was it um, in, a, in a service, in a meeting? Did someone help you? It was in a meeting. In a meeting. Okay. Yeah, good. So you know that Jesus died for your sins, and you know that you're not guilty because he took your guilt, and he took your shame. Yeah. And because of that, you're going to be baptized just to show on the outside what he already did on the inside, right? All right. Well, if you would take your, this hand, let's face the congregation. Yeah, good man. Now grab my wrist with your left hand. Okay. So, Tuck I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He said, I saw somebody at Mahaffey Camp get baptized and the river was too shallow and he didn't get his head under. <laughs> and I said, we're going to baptize every bit of you, buddy. You'll be just <laughs> Yes, see. 
desire to be baptized today. Great. Yep. All right. So, Louis, tell me, um, did you receive Christ as your Savior and trust that he died for your sins and ask him into your heart? Mm-hmm. When did you do that? At Mahaffey Camp. At Mahaffey Camp? Same service that your brother did it or another time? No, it was at Kids Camp. At Kids Camp. Okay. Cool. Cool. So you know that your sins are forgiven, mm-hmm. that Jesus' blood washed your sins away, right? And this is a symbol of that. This kind of is a reminder of what happened invisibly in your heart at Mahaffey Camp. Yeah. It's kind of like symbolized today in this water. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. So I'm going to ask you to hold your nose and take my hand. Louis Thatchik, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All right. Thank you very much. Take your time. I'd say two gallons in those days. <laughs> <laughs> you were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord Most High, your hidden glory in creation, now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ. beautiful name it is nothing compares to this what a beautiful name
baptism and we are raised to life with you. Our wonderful counselor and our Lord. We love you this morning, Father. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the Yes, she is. Um, I was speaking to Vicki, and I asked her permission to share this, and she gave me permission. Uh, yeah, step right up here. Kind of the shadow. Yeah. She gave like me permission. You like it in the shadow, right? Yeah. She gave me permission to share this. I said, uh, Vicki, is there anyone who's really been instrumental in your life in bringing you to this place and helping you to find Jesus? And uh, she said, yeah, my mom, uh, Doris Haynes, who's sitting right there. And I said, do you want to tell her that? And she said, I couldn't tell her that without crying. <laughs> and I said, I'll tell her and I'll cry. So there it is. <laughs> there it is, right? So, Vicki, you are trusting in Christ and his death on the cross to pay for your sins. Yes. And you know that as you've trusted him, he has made you clean, free from guilt and shame, right? Yes. And a new person. It's the new Vicki Blake, right? Because yes. of Jesus. Great. All right. If you'd like to hold your nose and step forward as far as it will allow you, okay? Good. All right, Vicki. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So what I'm going to ask, what I'm going to ask is that those who are baptized, if they would stand in the back and as you go, you can greet them, but that's not for another five or seven minutes, okay? So, because uh, we have another song to sing. After we've sung the song, Robbie's going to dismiss in prayer. Are you good with that, Robbie? And uh, then you'll be dismissed, all right? So. Try to let some water up. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
Day. Thank you for what we were able to witness today and uh, the beauty that you bring to our lives. Yes, um, we thank you. Uh, we we lay, a, lay a prayer of blessing on the, the four people that were baptized today. Um, we, thank, we thank them for their commitment to you, for their willingness to, to show the world that commitment. Uh, we, and we pray that blessing on them as they move forward with their lives and their walk with you. We thank you for all the many blessings that you give us. We pray that, uh, that you will be with each and every one of us as we leave this place this week. We love you and we praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.